Welcome to the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, March 9th, 2020. Hope that you all are doing well and had a great weekend. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I ask that you go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you are returning, thank you so much for the continued support. Shout out to my good people as I walked into church yesterday and a few of my buddies was like, man, bro, I love the podcast, man. Thank you all. Listen, near, far, those of you all that I met at Ohio a few weeks ago, the students from Rutgers University, man, like I've been getting some great feedback from a ton of you all when it comes to this podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much for the continued love and support. It definitely means the world to me, man. And so I want to continue to bring you all great uh, content, excuse me, as we keep this bad boy rolling. Listen, Today is going to be no exception to that. So if you have been following in, you know that I am doing this series for the month of March talking about men, their emotions and mental health. This is something that we can use for ourselves, whether man or woman. But I really want to focus in on our brothers when we have some of these conversations, because I think it's very important. And of course, this all really started from some messaging that I've been piecing together over the last, uh, I'll say, four or five months, honestly, of just the emotions and some of the outward expressions that we get when it comes to our men and their mental health. And so today is no different. Uh, this Mental Health Monday that video that I did this morning had a lot to do with this idea of trauma can be passed down through generations and through different people. And if trauma can be passed down, so can healing, right? This actually started from a conversation that I was having with a student a few weeks ago at the last conference that I was at. And it came up with them asking about this like lineage of trauma that they've dealt with and how it was just kind of spread and they don't necessarily see an end in sight and they think that it's going to go on forever. And I, I thought back to this comment that I had seen a while ago talking about how healing can be passed down through generations and it can be, you know, uh, started through us who've dealt with trauma the same way that trauma can be. And so with that, I wanted to be able to talk about this today for our men. I know that a lot of brothers tend to go through certain situations in life that kind of pull them into these ebb and flows. Man, and you see this with men a lot. If we could just be completely honest. One of the things that we see with our brothers is that as different issues arise in our lives and different things tend to happen to us or um, maybe against us or for us or around us. One of the things that we see, I think, pretty frequently is that we will become the result of that trauma and usually in a negative fashion, right? And what we will tend to do is we will hold on to certain forms of victimization that say, I deserve to be this way because of what took place. Or we might use that whole premise of you don't know my life. You don't know what took place in my life and you don't know how hard my life has been, right? And for some of us, we carry this cloak of, well, this is just who I am because of all of the hurt, pain and detriment that I've had to go through. Who are you to judge me? Well, no matter how it's stated, how it's said, what, what we need to be able to address in this moment is that a lot of times the reality is, is that that's not who we are, right? That is who our pain has led us to become. And of course, because of the lack of willingness to deal with the issues or to really fully seek, um, I, I want to say the ultimate level of healing and, and transformation when it comes to those problems that have arisen in our lives. This is usually the result. This is our response and this is what we tend to do, right? If this is you, there's no judgment. We all fall into it as people in general, but I definitely see it in our men a lot. And of course, with our men, it's something that is usually harder to break, right? Because we carry just a little extra pride. We carry just a little extra energy and a little extra 
unwillingness to want to truly break barriers with these types of mindsets and and ego-driven mentalities that we have as men, right? And so today, I just want to be able to help us as as guys be able to deal with this. How do we learn to overcome it? And and look, three simple quick points that I want to give you all in this. It's the same stuff that I put out earlier today with the conversation that I was having on this. And that is the first, I think it's important for us to acknowledge and admit the traumas that we've dealt with, right? And admit that it has put us into that frame of mind of thinking um, that we don't need help or that, you know, we're fine the way that we are and we're justified in some of our actions and the things that we do and all of this. And I think it's important that we acknowledge this and that we take hold to the fact that, yo, like, no, if I'm being real with myself, I am responding. I'm literally having what we call in the mental health field a trauma response. I have taken on a trauma response and it has become a lifestyle for me. And because it's become a lifestyle for me, it has started to weigh heavy on my decisions. It has made me feel justified in some areas where I've actually been wrong. And I've actually been the toxic person, but I'm too proud to admit it because I am functioning off of my hurt. I'm functioning off of my pain and I'm functioning off of all of the things that have happened to me. And I do not want to admit this. Um, something that really brought this to light for me last week, I was talking to one of my buddies at the gym on Friday and letting him know how inspired I was. I actually had this conversation with him and his wife because I thought it was beautiful. Um, he's got a son that's, I think, around two years old. And I was getting ready to pull off from the gym and his son, um, just in sheer excitement of being a, a kid, a toddler, he started running for the curb and he was going to make his way onto the car. And dad ends up squatting down, grabbing him as quickly as he could. And when he did, he he talked to him. He didn't yell and scream. He didn't shout. He didn't um, show that that anger and frustration that we as men tend to put off sometimes when it comes to how we handle high stress or high anxiety moments, right? And so I was touched in that moment. Didn't say anything as I, uh, you know, kind of threw up the peace sign and drove by, but I saw him in the gym the next day. And I had to let him know, like, man, bro, listen, what you did with your son yesterday was so beautiful. Like, just the fact that you were patient, that you talked to him, and that you did not allow... Um, your frustration or anger or fear of what could have happened if the driver wasn't paying attention or if, you know, things went for the worst and took a, a bad left turn. And he told me, he was like, man, honestly, bro, I appreciate that. He was like, because I come from a background that wasn't like that, you know, that that carried a lot of yelling and screaming and verbal abuse and it carried a lot of not being able to truly communicate how I felt and what I, you know, what what I was going through. And for a long period of time, he was like, I carried those same, you know, traits in my life and brought it over into my marriage and had, you know, bad outbreaks and outlashes with my wife. And he was like, I'm still learning and I'm trying to get better every day. And yo, in that moment, he talked about being able to admit um, the areas of trauma in some of those experience. And in that he found power in being able to acknowledge the fact that these things rested heavily 
within his own person and within the experience that he had growing up as a little boy and into a grown man. And I think that that really speaks volumes to what we're putting home here with this first point, which is there is so much power in us as men being able to acknowledge and admit the areas of trauma, the trauma responses, and how those trauma responses have affected our decisions with things that we do in life, even to this current day. The second point that I want to give you all with this that I think is so important, and I know that this is something that I have personally seen in the professional work that I do. Men have definitely expressed having a harder time do this, which is the reality of being able to go and seek wise counsel that is greater than ourselves, right? We as men are prideful. Sometimes we can be very boastful and we carry a very heavy ego. And with us carrying a heavy ego, one of the things that we will not do is ask for help. We won't seek out advice. We won't seek out help. And many of us definitely don't want to talk about our feelings. So the idea of going to see a therapist, a counselor, a pastor, or a mentor um, definitely are like out of the picture for many of us. But I want to challenge this notion that we have it all together all on our own. We don't. I remember when I had to go and see my um, well, one of the, the counselors at my college after my final suicide attempt back in 2008. And during this time, it was one of those things where I had come up in a culture, a black culture that said that, you know, um, mental health issues were something that only white people dealt with. And because white people dealt with them and because our ancestors had to go through slavery and Jim Crow in the civil rights era, they had to go through segregation, being beat, being hosed down, being mauled by dogs, being whooped and tormented, raped and molested. And, and in that, you know, they dealt with that. So whatever issues that we are going through, we should be able to deal with and not have to worry about trying to seek out somebody else's help. And I'm here to let you all know that for the longest period of time, I carried that in my heart. I carried that same type of response in my actions. And so I never sought out help. Um, kind of like that whole no snitch clause that many of us carry, right? Like, I'm not going to open up about this. I got to man up. I can't cry. I need to just go ahead and be quiet and, and, and pull it together and pick myself up by my bootstraps. All of the cute little quotes that we tend to put out that actually hold no merit when it comes to true and genuine healing. And so for me, I fell right into that. <clears throat> and I remember the internal battle that I dealt with for a good period of time where I was in complete an utter refusal of opening up to the counselor that I was going to see. Um, did not want to say anything to him about anything that was going on. Like I came in on this like stupid kick of like, yo, yeah, I already know. Um, I got a little bit of depression. I just been holding on to things. I'm good. I'm not great. Like I was trying to like hit him with the WebMD self-diagnosis so he didn't have to do his job as a counselor. Like, yo, this man went to school, got these degrees, did all his studying, and I'm just going to let him know what's up so he ain't got to get into my life. And us as men, this is what we do. We will literally try and put on a good front or a good face when it's time to get the help that we so um, desperately deserve and desperately need. And with that, I just want to put it out here for all of you guys to let you know that as great as you are as a man, 
as strong as you are. You're not invincible. You're not Superman. And you do not know it all, even when it comes to your own life and your own person. You've got to be able to open up in order to truly release, get those frustrations out and find some semblance of healing in this process so that you can be better than what you've been. Now, here's the kick. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you uh, have problems and that you're soft. It doesn't mean that you're gay. Like, can we just go ahead and be honest about all of these labels that we've had to walk through and maybe even here in our own personal lives? I heard all of them going throughout grammar school, middle school, high school. Oh, you in touch with your feelings. You must be uh, soft or, you know, whatever the case might have been. Like, I heard it. Many of us have. And I'm here to let you know that none of these things are true when it comes to the truth of you actually seeking out wise counsel and getting the help that you need. The reality is, is that you are much stronger. And here's why. Because you're taking the time to actually learn to build your strongest muscle, which is your mind. Many Look, it's, it's like the gym, right? Like, it's amazing. When it comes to testosterone-driven activities, we are actually okay with getting the help that we need. Oh, bro, I'm struggling putting up 315 on the bench. Hey, can you spot me for two? And if you see me struggling, man, feel free to just go ahead and lift that thing up for me, right? Can you can you just stand behind me on these squats, bro? Can you can you can you pull for me a little bit? Um coming like, you know, whatever it might be. And in those moments in high testosterone driven activities, basketball, football, wrestling, we're good with the advice, we're good with the knowledge, and all of those require a physical muscle. But when it comes to this mental muscle, this is why I say you're not weak, because in this same moment, you're able to exercise strength by being able to grow, learn and develop your mind and everything that you've gone through. We got this false identity that we carry when it comes to our traumas. We think that the way that we're carrying out this ego is really driving us in strength and it's not. It's actually us using every form of covering and every form of shielding that we can to make it seem like we're okay, to make it seem like everything is going to be fine, to make it seem like we've got it all together. And if by any chance that cracks, that mask that we're wearing, that 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 we're wearing, it cracks, what tends to happen? Our true form is exposed. Our true self is exposed. People get a chance to see that, oh, man. I'm not really tough. There's a little kid who was done wrong early on in life under all of this. And he's hurting and he's still hurting and he's never learned how to heal. And this is what we're doing when we're carrying these facades, when we carry that pride and when we carry those ego driven attitudes, we're really doing ourselves a disservice and we're causing ourselves to become weaker because what's happening not only are we dealing with the pressures of life from traumas early on, but we're also dealing with current circumstances in our lives that might actually link and align or look similar to things that we've dealt with in times past. And so what we're doing is actually reliving a wheel that is constantly spinning New issues arising, but guess what? They carry the same traits as old problems that led to trauma before. And so what am I saying? It's so important in your healing process and in creating a lifestyle of healing that you go out and you strengthen your muscle that is your mind 
by being able to open up to wise counsel, to seeking out a counselor, a therapist, talking to your pastor, talking to your mentor, and being able to have somebody who can guide you and help you and lead you through this so that you don't have to rest on your own laurels. And why? Because they've lived it. They've seen it. They've gotten the help that they need. A lot of what we're going with, going through, excuse me, is nothing new under the sun. They've experienced it and they've been able to overcome. And you've got to be able to make that decision to do the same thing. And my third and final point when it comes to being able to start getting into a space where we can exercise some semblance of healing is this. In all of the work that we do and in everything that happens in our life, because we know that problems will arise, life happens and circumstances will always be there. We have a responsibility as men and as people in general, as people in general, but definitely for our men. Guys, we have such a responsibility to make sure that we are making a willing daily decision to not become the very thing that hurt us, to not become that abusive alcoholic father who hurt us. And, and, and we've declared and decreed so much that we wouldn't be that, but not even realizing that we're walking into the same path. Or maybe you're not doing exactly what he's doing. Maybe you're carrying more of the internal traits that don't necessarily come out fully from a physical standpoint. Maybe you are become more of a narcissist than a physical abuser. Maybe you're not abusing alcohol and maybe you've become a functioning alcoholic rather than somebody who's just scummy and messed up. Maybe you are the, the guy who dealt with that hardcore militant dad or militant male in your life that didn't really show emotion and didn't know how to show emotion. And you start to carry some of those same traits and it's destroying every romantic relationship that you're in. It's destroying the relationship that you have with women in your life. It's destroying the relationship that you have with men in your life. You're literally connected to guys who think and act just like you. And really, you're all carrying some of the same traits from traumas and issues that took place in your life when you were younger that you never healed from, right? Maybe you're the one who has seen time and time again the bullying and in that you lack the personal strength to see the good in yourself, to see the value and the worth in yourself and the value and the worth in your life. Maybe you think you don't deserve better, so you don't seek better and you're afraid to. No matter what it is that has hurt you or who it is that has hurt you, if you make that conscious decision to acknowledge and admit to the fact that you've got some un, um, unhealed traumas and undealt with issues, underlining issues that still need to get some attention on them. Yo, like I just I really want to encourage you to. In that moment of being willing to admit, you've got to be willing to change. You've got to be willing to make a different decision to carry a different response than what you have in times past. And what this does is, is that with small, consistent baby steps in this practice every day, I think what it will do for us is it will put us in a winning position to where we are completely um, dispelling and, 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 and uh, just obliterating the chance and the opportunity for that kind of lifestyle to take over us. 
because we're practicing healthy mechanisms in our healing. We're making an, a conscious effort to carry a different patient response. We are okay with being able to apologize in the moments where we need to. We're able to think before we just go out and respond. Many of us act first and then we think later when it's over. Guys, and I'll be honest with you, I had this happen to me this morning. I'm at the gym. I am not one for my flow to be disrupted. Like I, I'm, I'm on a very tight schedule in the morning times. When I go to the gym, I need to be out by a certain time because I want to get my day started and it looks a certain way. And so this morning, a few things happened that really just kind of hit me out of nowhere. The first was that for whatever reason, out of the last 10 days, this is at least 10 days. This is the first morning I walk outside and it's in the 20s. And me being the good husband that I am, I'm like, I want my wife to be able to have the parking cover to where she never has to worry about any weather condition because her car is already, you know, protected and safe. And all she has to do is pull out when she leaves for work in the morning. So I usually park in an uncovered space. And this morning, like it's frost on the windows. All right. No big deal. I left out early enough, whatever. But I'm like, all right, by the time I get done doing this, I'm going to be about five minutes behind and pulling out to do what I need to do to hit the roll and get to the gym. As I'm coming around to finish up scraping up my side of the car, I roll my ankle because I parked on a hill. And of course, my door is by the hill and I'm not paying attention. Boom. Frustrated now. Angry. Don't hurt too bad, but it hurts enough to where it got under my skin. Now I'm behind. I'm good Samaritan driving, letting people over, trying to do what I need to do, whatever the case might be. Right. And I am now later for the gym because I've gotten hit by every light. And so my schedule is off by at least 15 minutes now. I'm behind, feeling lethargic, not really in it the way I need to. It took me a lot longer to hit the Stairmaster today. And when I finally get to a point where I'm about to get my workout started, I get a call from my wife and I'm like, all right, she's calling me earlier than what she normally does to say, hey, I made it. I love you. Have a great day. And she's like, babe, I left my keys in your glove compartment from yesterday when we got in from church. And in that instant, this was more like the icing on the cake. It was nothing that she did. It's nothing that she did wrong. But I caught myself in this moment getting very upset because in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to have to completely change up my flow. And I hate that. And in that moment where I feel anger trying to seep in and frustration taking over, I have a thought that says, hey, you know what? This is life. These are small circumstances that happen. But guess what? It's not the end of the world. And if you really had to, can you break down and identify what's got you frustrated right now in this moment? And as I did, I realized it was the fact that there were small, minuscule things that happened throughout my morning that threw me off, that had me not as active and as giddy as I normally am. There were small things that happened that really put me in a position to where, you know what, my schedule is thrown off. And when I was able to fully think about that and realize that what it did was it helped me to approach the conversation with my wife in a different manner. So I'm not going to snap off. I'm not going to be frustrated with her. I'm not going to be angry with her. Babe, at the end of the day, you need to be able to get to work and you still got to get there on time. So if me leaving 
um, is what I need to do, then cool, I'm going to do it. But guys, here's the, the caveat with all of this. When we can take the time to fully think things through, we can find ourselves in a winning position where we don't have to respond in an ugly way. We don't have to hurt everybody in our path. And then we can actually think clear enough to find solutions. It took me all of two minutes once we got off the phone and I'm getting ready to get back to my locker to try and get everything together so I could leave. And I thought about it. Hey, baby girl, don't you have a spare key that you can use to get to work? And if you know somebody's going to be there already, as far as the job is concerned, you'd be good. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I totally forgot. Just never have to use it. In that moment, something hit me, though. And it was the fact that in the times where we can truly think before we speak, before we act, we're actually allowing ourselves to not be clouded in our judgment with what we say and in what we do, but we're also giving ourselves an upper hand and being able to have some clarity to truly think about best worst case scenarios and other options that maybe we didn't consider before. And that's the takeaway that I want to give you when it comes to just a small example of being a daily decision that says, I will not be the hurt and the pain that I've experienced. Because I've seen this same situation go very far south growing up with family members, with men that I've worked with in the past, with random conversations that you hear in passing from people. We see it all too often. And I'm saying this to say that it's those kind of small things that not only build up hope, but that build up our faith in the possibility of healing being able to be something that we leave as a lineage rather than trauma. For my men, this is so important because as leaders for your own self, for the people that you might be called to oversee and shepherd, for your household, for your children. It is so important that we take the time to pull back, to think, and to be able to respond and act out in ways that are beneficial rather than ways that leave a path of destruction. This is actually one of the closing points that I gave in my speech and I posted the video for it last week. Can we learn to lead with a controlled tongue? Because normally what's going to happen is that whatever frustrates us internally, it's usually going to come out through our words. And those words can sting. They can leave a ton of hurt and they can leave a ton of insecurities, questioning and sheer doubt in the minds and in the hearts of the people that we spew those words out to. And that's not God's call or plan for our life as leaders of the new age and of this new school. We've got a chance to be different and do different. And even for my old heads out there that's listening, maybe you can, you know, attest to this and talk about what you've been able to overcome and accomplish in this. Or maybe you still are overcoming and accomplish. We all are. We're works in progress. Needless to say, though, there is progress to be made. And in that progress, there is light at the end of the tunnel that says that we can be better and that we can start a lineage of healing. And we can pass down healing rather than trauma. As always, guys, you're not losing a life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. 
Like I said, we're going to continue this conversation throughout this month of March when it comes to men, their emotions, and our mental health. I've got some great guests starting next week with my buddy LaMarcus, who will be coming in. Um, dude's got a phenomenal story. He works out at the same gym that I do. Um, and just to see what he's had to overcome when it comes to just the mental and the emotional battle, uh, starting his weight loss journey at, I want to say, 384 pounds, and just what he's been able to accomplish. And I see this brother every day. He talks to himself just to keep himself motivated. And I, I look at things like that, and I'm like, man, like there's a story behind that. Uh, prayerfully, I got one of my great mentors uh, joining us at some point later on this month as well. Um, I'll keep you all tuned. Like I said, there's some great conversations. And for this month, I'll be um, airing two episodes a week. So there will be another Between the Dream episode dropping on Thursday um, that will kind of just cover some more general stuff for everybody. And I can't wait for you all to tune into that. Make sure you follow me, Instagram, Richard.Taylor Jr., Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr., LinkedIn, Richard L. Taylor Jr., and Twitter is at TrulyTaylorMade. I love you guys. RichardTaylorJr.com is the website, by the way. <laughs> You're not losing a life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream.